The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when nickels down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso, the Sports Talk. It is Tuesday morning. We are live here in Arizona. That will be Phoenix, Arizona, but we are global also. I got Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris in the studio. This is the last Tuesday of the new year. What are you guys going to do with yourselves for the last 2013 day? Welcome to the show, 888-346-9144. Alex looked like he was about to answer. I mean, I didn't know it was rhetorical this early. Everything's rhetorical. I know everything you ask is rhetorical. Absolutely. I don't really need an answer. I'm just talking to myself for the most part. (laughs) Glad you guys are here. Um, Yesterday we had a white Monday, so, you know, a lot of coaches got fired. You shaking your head, Alex. What's wrong with white Monday? You'd rather there be black Monday? It's a phrase. He's got, a, he's got his a, hood up. He's ready to rock. It's a he, phrase. You know what the hood means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Wait, Monday, the hood's up. So much. What are you guys going to do? <laughs> I've learned, I've learned to not egg him on. And all that's the first really? thing you do. That's just what. Well, that's, that's the fun part of it, though. You've got to be able to stand up totally. Well, that's easy when he focuses all at me and not you. Because, <laughs> well, don't sit right in front of me. If that was in front of me, I would have to look at If I could sit side by side, I would. I wouldn't have to look at you. Hold hands and sing Where the World. Welcome to the show. Yeah, exactly. 888 this is our last show of the year. Uh, we will be back on Thursday for the new year. Hopefully, we have some things changed. I, I, you know, I, I thought I talked to the right people here at Voice America Sport to get these things changed around. We did get four days. You know, we were on Tuesdays only uh, for some time. Uh, but I want to do montages and stuff like that to open up the show. Kevin's doing a good job, but Kevin doesn't have any the power. He's not the power that be, and he won't even talk how he's hockey with us um <laughs> but we, but again we got a lot to talk about with football uh coaches get fired and i wanted to ask the uh, you know deborah brought up before we came on the show we came on air tim tebow he's back in the news uh and it's a good thing I, I was joking around but it is a good thing for tim tebow to be somewhat affiliated with sports and maybe this will be a better job for him although he um Profess that he still wants to be in the NFL. At what capacity, I don't know. Uh, maybe what he's doing with the SEC. You guys give me your opinion on that, and we'd, we'll get into some football uh, later on in the show. As if Tim Tebow's not football? Tim Tebow's not no, football. Uh, but what, I'm <laughs> interested, Tebow's not football. what I'm interested with him is to see how smart his football mind is. I mean, he played really, he was stronger than. A lot of the linebackers he played against in college, and he was able to. He had the nose for the end zone that we talk about that not all players have. So his, his numbers were gaudy. He was a he was a product of the system of the spread offense with Urban Meyer. I want to see what it's like with his mindset, with a theory behind the game. And I'm sure they're going to ask him a lot about his football career, especially w- when he covers spread offenses. There's not many in the SEC, but when he when he talks about it, I'm curious to see how smart he's going to be, how intelligent. Because I'm sure he's a smart guy, but being able to convey that to people watching you on TV now. 
I'm curious to see what he's going to be like. I All think right. he's one of those guys. I think he's definitely a smart guy. Um, there's there's few guys, in my opinion, that has the, the, the wits, the smarts, the intelligence to add on to their athletic ability. I think Tim Tebow is one of those guys. It just on another level of football, he just couldn't get it done. And that's just the position he's played. I think he can get it done at other positions. Uh, but Tim Tebow, his passion is to be a quarterback. Can't take that away from the guy. Mm-hmm. You stick with your passions and, and you fight for them. If it don't happen, it didn't happen on your terms. Well, and that's the curiosity. I mean, going to uh, the SEC, it's going to be interesting to listen to him to see if he can take his knowledge and his intelligence and actually – uh, be able to report on it, be able to talk about it in a way that the the listener and the viewer can um, understand and relate to. On the other side, looking at his comments of still wanting to be in the NFL, I mean, it's tough once you're out for a year. Um, even a guy who's injured, who's you know injured reserved or that, it's tough when you're out for a year to come back. So I'll be curious to see what he's going to do during the off season with this new position um, to be able to prepare himself to go to. OTAs and have people take a serious look at him. I don't see it. Uh, the only place I see, t- see Tim Tebow is Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I-, I can't figure out why they haven't brought that guy in. Well, because they're going to draft Johnny Manziel. I'm talking about when all the Tim Tebow hoopla was going on, when they obviously needed a quarterback. Well, um, obviously, they needed to sell tickets. That- Jacksonville is a small market by if you didn't know. Very small market. The only thing there is TBC Sawgrass. The only thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a small market. Why, why not take a, t- a chance on Tim Tebow? He's not going to hurt your program. If all, he's going to bring tickets in. He's going to bring ticket sales. He's going to bring the fans in. That's the uh, thing. He'd be a huge draw. He'd be yeah, a huge draw. I, would you want to, like, because I remember that they had that, uh, they didn't that be, like, sit-in or whatever with all the fans that wanted Tim Tebow and they signed a petition and everything. It made, it, it made a mockery of him. Like it totally, it made him look like a jester, yeah, and, like, not, and not like a human being that wanted to play football. I'm only here for the fans and not to really play. Yeah, I hear, well, you, I hear you. And I mean, I'm, yeah, he would get a paid. You know, he would get paid whatever, which is fine. He'd go there. This is a. This is an. You're an employee of the NFL. I mean, that's that's overlooked a lot of times where you don't have a lot of power and, and you just go and you and you get signed. But I think that people were trying to bring him in for the wrong reasons. They were trying to bring him in to see him dance and not to actually watch him play football. Well, Joe Kittner got uh, signed after a year sitting out for Dallas here, but that was the absence of uh, Tony Romo. He's like the new Jeff Garcia. Kittner? Yeah. He, comes <laughs> he just plays. He's, he's ageless, and he, I mean, he, he's effective. I mean, he didn't get to play, obviously, and he's probably not going to get to play again. They probably, what did they sign him for? A hundred bucks for a week, and, and that's <laughs> it? Well, he donated to charity. Yeah, about, yeah. I think he donated to charity, but no, not a hundred bucks. The <laughs> minimum, which is a lot of money. Yeah. What, uh, for one game? It's about 20000 or something? Or? No, I don't think. I, I, I don't know what the deal was. You could sign Pro-rated. a guy. You could, yeah, you could sign a guy, but you know what? That one day, that one, that one day. Count as uh, as a season of football for mm-hmm. him, which is crazy. Uh, so now he can say he played X amount of years with that one day. Right. Um, I, I don't know. With the coaches, let's move on. With the coaches that was fired uh, on White Tuesday, on White Monday, um, make a case for some of those coaches to keep their job. Uh, we we got Frazier. We got Shanahan. Shanahan, I'm not making a case. Well, I could, you could make a case for Shanahan, all these guys. Shanahan, Frazier, um Chazinski is the Chizinski. one that I would make the case for. There we go. Um, who we got? Uh, Mike Shanahan, Grace Chazinski. Uh, no, no, no. Shiano. That's Rob Chazinski. Grace Shiano uh, and Jim uh-huh. Schwartz. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I would say Chazinski, Chazinski, because of who he has an offensive defensive coordinator, as we talked about yesterday, uh, Ray Orton and uh, 
and um, North Turner, and you have you have a good young nucleus there. You have a very young up and coming tight end in Jordan Cameron. You have um, the running game is obviously suspect. Josh Gordon's a top three receiver in the NFL. Um, you need a quarterback, but their defense is fine. They play that they play that division that division's defense. You know they they play NFC AFC North defense. So. I mean, I, I would give I would have given him another shot. I don't know why you'd bring him in unless it was just to to segue into getting a bigger name in there. Well, and here's the thing: the next coach that they bring into the Browns is going to be the fifth coach in seven years. Mm-hmm. When are they going to have any kind of stability there? Unless they find somebody, stick with them, and give them an opportunity to build the team and to get the right players in around them. I, I don't know what what the owners are looking. The owners of that team are looking for. You, you, in my opinion, you do have two head coaches over there, but both are served better as coordinators. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, North Turner is served better as a coordinator, but he does has an offer. He does know how to run or manage a a football team as a head coach. But why would you give a guy? A one year, not a one year deal, but keep them for one year. Uh, that says more to me about the management. Absolutely. That says more to me about the ownership. Uh, now, it, they obviously um, could recognize their failures and their decision making, uh, but you, you handicapped the guy when you traded his third round pick uh, in Trent Richardson. He doesn't have, a, he had quarterback by committee, Campbell. Uh, he had. Um, was the uh, Brent Whedon. Brent Whedon and, and, and was McCoy Hoyer was there. Yeah, yeah so and McCoy was there. Then they uh No, he went yeah, he went he, to San Francisco at the beginning of this he, year. He went to San Francisco, yeah. but yeah, he had four quarterbacks there, one left. But isn't it easier to take a, a coach, whether it's a coach or a player or whatever, if they're having a good season but not a great season, and be able to look at what went right, what went wrong, make your adjustments and go again, rather than bringing somebody in completely new, starting all over again, new playbook, new you know, trying to get the team rallied around a new coach. It just seems like a continuous you know getting Chizuski, back to the starting yeah, block. He didn't get a chance to do that right. because it takes a uh, um, to your point. It takes a it takes time for it to adapt. Right now, it could be the argument can be made still. With the Arizona Cardinals and Bruce Arians, it's a one year deal. They it looks like they bought into his system. Um, I don't know if there's too many head coaches on the Cleveland Browns team uh, because there are three head coaches over there, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, one of them they hired, the other two are coordinators. But that same argument could be made with the Cardinals. Uh, it takes time for Chizinski to implement his his uh, strategies, his relationship with those players, his. Um, I'm the boss type attitude mentality, mm-hmm. um, and here's where you know the buck stops here. I mean, as a head coach, you have to be. We talked about this yesterday. You have to be able to see the future. I think with any coaches getting fired, it's the quarterback play. If you don't have good quarterback play, you find coaches get fired within two or three years. Yeah, but here's the thing. Let's look at the positives here. One, the ownership looked at the record, and and then that was what, that was the determinant on him getting fired. Four and twelve, they were better than a four and twelve team last they were. year. Okay, number one. Number two, Jason Campbell rejuvenated his career. He had a five or six game stretch where him and Josh Gordon started to build some rapport and things were happening. And I think that I I never thought I'd say this in my entire life, but especially with Ray Horton being the defensive coordinator, hire North Turner as your your head coach. I'm going to tell you why. With that potent of an offense, if you can put up points in this league, you're relevant. And North Turner can put up points. He's one of the best offensive coordinators in the last 10 or 15 years. And he's known for that. Now, with, with, the, uh, with the Chargers, they didn't have that great of a defense. I think Ron Rivera was there for a year before he went to Carolina. But if you have a solid defensive coordinator like you do with Ray Orton, you can take the chance at hiring North Turner again, 
and using his strengths to making Josh Gordon the best receiver in the NFL. Jordan Cameron, a top five tight end. You have some young, young pieces. You have Greg Little there still. You still have guys that can perform. And with North Turner at the helm, I think they can really uh, manifest a team that could actually make the playoffs. I thought North Turner would be best served as office coordinator. He is a... um I mean, he is one of those guys that will probably get another head coach job if he wanted. Well, and but also he, a quarterback would go in if North Turner was your guy. He he knows how to how to run with quarterbacks. You could still bring a quarterback in knowing he's the offensive coordinator because he'd be hands-on then. Chizinski was the guy who was supposed to manage all this, the defense. And, uh, but this is his first year in the NFL. This is not – it wasn't fair. But it's um, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. It's first year in the NFL. You can look at across the board. A lot of guys when, – when will they become – Ten-year coaches, if they don't have a first year, it's well. You, you usually don't you start as a coordinator. You, exactly. you start as a quarterbacks coach. You start as a special teams coach in the NFL. If you know football, you know football. Your thing to me, I think you have to get over to you got to get this um, the, your brand, your your type of football over to the players and to the coaches. And what we're going to do? If everybody buy in, you can run basic offense, basic defense, and you will win games. That's if everybody buys in. Um, now teams will it will make it much tougher. But you got everybody on the same page not making mistakes. The, th- the thing, too, that I look at is the statistics for the black-white blended Monday is that we had, zebra, you know, zebra. <laughs> zebra Monday is of the five head coaches <clears throat> across the board combined, 23 wins, 56 losses. That's, that's, not, a that's, winning, that's, that's not a winning record. But you, and you look at all those coaches, mm-hmm. and we'll come back and we'll talk more about that, but you look at all those coaches, they didn't have a good quarterback play, did they? He, and I and I can Stafford. look at Schwartz, yeah I, was, I look at Schwartz team and say Stafford Stafford was inconsistent. You know Mike Glenn played pretty he damn was well too for he being was a rookie. He was inconsistent, but when you, when coaches get fired, you check look at the, who the quarterback mm. is. RG three exactly. Mm. Lasso Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Debra Debris. We'll take a break and we'll come right back. Trade RG three. flagship station for sports voice america sports hi i'm joe swedish ceo of wellpoint we proudly support the march of dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the united states though premature births have recently declined still half a million babies are born too soon each year we're helping the march of dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives Please visit MarchOfDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Quorum Lasso Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deputy Bree. We are live here in Arizona. We are global network radio show. Um, we're talking about coaches and, and making a case of the coaches that got fired on uh, White Monday. Uh, Greg uh, Shiano, one of the guys, uh, Jim Schwartz, one of the guys. I say Jim Schwartz. For, for the talent he has in Detroit, the talent he has on that offense and what they – they have a front line in that defense, and we talked we talked more a little bit about this yesterday. Their defense was stout. Their defense got better um, from year to year. Offense and the weapons they have, they bring in Reggie Bush, and I, you thought you know early in the year, early in the season, they moved the ball. They were six and three, halfway through the se- season, six and three. If he wins half of the the uh, second half of the season, he's what eight and six. Yeah, if they go three, I mean, if they go uh, three and four, sorry, the rest uh, of the ten year. and six. Yeah. He's ten and six if he wins half of the the rest of the games, and he probably wins that division. He does win that division because eight, seven, and one won a division. And that's Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. If you can't do it without Aaron Rodgers playing in that in that division, AFC North, then you're never going to get it done as a head coach. Now he is one of the guys who. You remember when Detroit was 0 and 16, he came back and turned kind of turned the things around, and it was promising and looked good. You got arguably one of the best receivers in the game, uh, so his firing makes sense. His firing makes sense because he has everything in place. He, at one point, he had the um, hedge defense alignment, one of the best defense alignment in the game, continually taking fines and taking making hits that you know he couldn't control them. You can't tell a guy not to play aggressive enough. Uh, where he was getting these fines, but you never saw a change in um, in what was happening defensively from that defensive line. That firing makes sense because at six and three with that type of talent, and you don't make the playoffs, was ridiculous for me. So uh, Schwartz, uh, Jim Schwartz firing in Detroit was it was time. Yeah, I mean it was a long time coming. Um, however, I do believe that Matt Millen still has some sort of uh, remnants with with personnel that he hired. That are still in the front office, um, which Matt Millen, the worst person at his position, maybe in NFL history. Um, so you saying they should have got rid of the? Uh, I, they should have cleaned house when he left. They, they should have got rid of everybody. Yeah, because I still believe that Matt Millen, although he's not there, he's still there. It's like Jerry Jones firing himself as a general manager, but still being the owner, <laughs> or vice versa. You know, they're still there. They're, I mean, Matt Millen's just not wearing a Lions jersey anymore. He's in. The, he's in the booth. One of the worst commentators I've ever seen in my life. Also. Because um, really, what does he have to say about football? He ran his team into the ground for years upon years upon years. Not Miller. Yeah, so you have no idea. I, I, that's beside the point. Um, there were some flashes of brilliance this year with the Lions, like the drive down against Dallas uh, when it was uh, it was first and goal from the one. Instead of calling a timeout, Matt Stafford hiked the ball, did a quick quick mm-hmm. snap, right. and jumped over the line. Like there were things that showed that Matt Stafford really knew football and was really had the had a high IQ. And then I believe that. The offensive coordinator, the plays that were called either through the f- head coach or the offensive coordinator, really kind of crippled them with their ability to to get any sort of any sort of motion in the offense. Because obviously, he's thrown the ball more than pretty much anybody over the course of the last three or four years. He throws the ball forty times a game, no matter what, regardless of what your offense is. And they talk about Tony Romo because it's the Cowboys and not the Lions, but Matt Stafford does the same exact thing. Well, there's some things in uh, to- in Matt Stafford that. 
saw that he's still doing bonehead, making bonehead decisions. Even if you, even if you're the quarterback, and you, I think he has a lot of talent. I think he can get it, make every throw. I think he just does things uh, in in games that I watched this year that I'm like, why is he still doing this? This yeah. is not his first. How can year. you still be raw four or five years into the league? Well, here's a curiosity too. When we go to the opposite side of this, of <clears throat> we've had all these coaches that are fired. Now we have to go find new coaches. And from everything that I've been listening to and reading about and that, when they, you know, the teams are now going to create selection committees uh, as to who's going to go out and find the, cor- uh, find the new coach. They're going to create a profile of what are the traits and the characteristics, the skills, what are the records of some of the coaches that are out there and available. They're going to create that list of coaches. They're going to do the research and talk to people in and around the coaches to find out who these coaches really are and uh, they bring it down to a short list, do their interviews, make a final selection, present it to the owner, and then make an offer. Sounds really good in the entire process. What I don't hear in that entire process is how does that coach fit with the team? And we keep talking about that, the culture of the team and those type of things, and yet every time I hear about finding a new coach, I don't hear anything about finding a coach that actually fits with the team. John Gruden say, don't hire me for it. Don't, don't recommend me for any of those jobs. And, and I think he would be perfect perfectly fitted for that Detroit job because he has talent there. But He's got an attitude. Well, John Gruden, yeah, yeah, he has an attitude. And, you know, the Dallas job, but you can't control. He's not a guy that you control. And, and we made, I made this comment um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. He's John Madden. Mm-hmm. This guy's making $7 million doing his thing outside of being on the sideline. You know what's funny is he doesn't want his record he, he doesn't want his Tainted. coaching oh, yeah. his coaching record to be tarnished. Right. He is looked at as the coach. He's looked at as the quarterback guru. And now he's not. why does he need to prove that again? And because look record, at look at all of these guys now. Look, look at a quarterback guru. That, I'm not asking you, but this this is also it's rhetorical but well Rich Gannon them about? having the number one best offense Rich in Gannon, that, I mean that's what guru. I'm just saying look well, at the quarterbacks he's had. He has no quarterback. I Rich Gannon was his quarterback in Oakland. Yeah, and um, they, they were the number one offense against the number one defense, and they got, sh- they got it, slaughtered right. in the they, Super Bowl. They didn't, he's not a quarterback guru. So, so he, it was fortunate for him that he's able to have that show where he can bring those guys right. in. Yeah. And he's funny, and he's witty. You know, yeah, he's, and he's I like kind him. Of, yeah, I like yeah. him, but so when here's you say the guru, that's the With, with the upcoming stuff about the selection committee, like Texas was the big one that started doing this. Um I do believe that we're going to start seeing a trend of first-time coaches getting chances because all of Which these guys, all of these, like look at Mike McCoy in he he, he stands out. Mike McCoy in San Diego. Um, when you have all of these guys, like Mike Shanahan has a perfect example. He's not what he used to be because he doesn't have John Elway. All of these older guys that are now still coaching in the NFL, they're all, all of their reputations are getting tarnished. Say. If you yeah, don't well, have a quarterback, you, your coach is going to be Exactly. Tarnished. So it doesn't really matter who your head coach it, it does matter who your head coach is, but it more matters who your coordinators are. And if your coordinators are strong and you have a strong offense and a strong defense, it doesn't matter who your head coach is. You'll make, this is the day and age where stars as head coaches will start to become stars. And they haven't become stars up to this point because it's all old time and there's no new young coaches and that's going to be the new trend. Like, look at Mike Tomlin. He was the one that started. Mike Nobody Tom- heard of this guy. Yes, they have. Mike Tomlin been around. He was under um, uh, Tony Dungy. Okay. But the the average football fan, before he became head coach and won a Super Bowl, nobody knew who the hell he was. Because he was a young guy, took over this heralded franchise, and and, and he did well. I I don't agree with that. Mike Mike Tomlin was with the uh, Tony Dungeon. uh, Dungeon. He was a defensive back coach. He then went to um, Minnesota for a year. 
he went to Minnesota for a okay. year. Um, but his name kept pop- popping up as a head coach, as a head coach. Still stayed as defensive back coach, defensive coordinator. Um, and then he got a chance. And then where the perfect place, exactly, the perfect place for him to get a chance is where the ruling rule was mm. and Pittsburgh still is. So it, it wasn't like he popped up out of scene. It was that he was behind some of the great coaches. And if anybody, when you see a lot of those coaches, look who, like Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh today still have reminiscence of right. who these coaches are. But that's and old. How they that's were. old time. I mean, that's that's eighties, early nineties, and then Belichick. That's that's under. Like it's it, Belichick. That thing happened. Bill Parcells, right? Yeah. So then all those guys are getting older, and they're moving around. Except for, I mean, they've all moved around a little bit. Belichick's getting older, but he's well, still winning. But I think he, part of part of it too, and, and Alex, to your point, is that. I think part of it is the coaches are getting older, yes, but they still know football and they still know how to win, majority of them. I think a Mike Shanahan's a good coach. But you take what, some of these His new players not. that are coming – well, yeah, but that's a whole different conversation. But you take some of these new players that are coming in that have the elitist attitude, don't know how to play as a team necessarily. They know how to uh, come in and negotiate contracts. Um, and they're not responding to the coaches in the same way that players used to respond to coaches. So the coaches aren't right. sure what to do with right, that. Right, because the head coaches aren't used to that from when they started exactly. coaching. This is a new day it's and age of athlete. Yeah. Well, the, most but owners are right putting superstars that? like uh, RG3 before the coach. I, I understand that. But give me a Mike Shanahan and give me a great quarter, a good quarterback that I can make great. Give me that guy and I win football. That wants that to be great. attention yeah. 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 They, they, will will yeah. Yeah. they will listen because RG3 I, I can RG3, be great. I don't think RG3 wasn't listening to um, Shanahan. I don't well, Obviously, there was some sort of uh, – there it, were disagreements anything, all the time. If anything, I saw RG3 bowing down to Shanahan or not throwing Shanahan under the bus. And even after he got fired, he said he wasn't going to ask, answer questions about Shanahan, which could go either way. But yeah, I, don't, I, didn't see him, that, I, I, I didn't see him – That's a good publicist. Yeah, I didn't see him just ignoring what Shanahan did. I thought Shanahan said, oh, well, maybe one time when he got hurt, when he's like, you got to protect a guy like him from himself. Yeah, but he didn't, and he got hurt. Yeah, well, they kept well, they kept bringing in the middle guy. They kept bringing in with who they call the best orthopedist. If this in the was world. Mike Shanahan ten years or twelve years ago in the mid nineties, he would have sat him. He would have sat him because he had the power then with the guys with the client with the uh, client. Mike Shanahan he, has, he's a he's a veteran coach. He's not going to take an a job. Old school coach, he, but let's take he's a, not going to take a job where he's saying. You're not going to tell me what to do with the players. He's, he mentioned that on his exit interview what, uh, a week or two before when he said, well, this is my team and this is how I want to run it. If he wanted to see, sit RG3 down and get him ready for next year, I don't know what his ploy was to bring Cousins in. I think Cousins no, it was I'm not talking about was, this year. I'm, I'm, talking talking about, about, I'm talking about last year when he got hurt, he still let him play. And this is where all the stuff. This is where all the stuff stemmed from. So you say he would have set him down. He would if if Mike Shanahan was he the old Mike Shanahan because RG three is what got him in the playoffs. But here's my curiosity: but it, it could have screwed his career. We're looking at the player. We're looking at the coach. What about the ownership? Because again, I think ownership is changing in that their attitude towards how they want to run the game. They're becoming now. more more like Jerry than what, how an owner should you know should Robert respond. Kraft and the is, coaches are having Robert to bend Kraft over is, to him. Robert Kraft is still the same. Kraft, well, I don't, Robert I, Kraft I, is. I never knew how he was, but I don't ever see him in the uh, media. Yeah, exactly. Like, Perfect, the, but. Snyder, don't don't put this on Snyder now, because Snyder mm-hmm. was that guy earlier. Snyder was a fan. If you know, mm-hmm. I'm from Virginia, so I know about um, Dan Snyder. He was a huge fan of football mm-hmm. until he got this company. He he is not he didn't fall into a company. He put his time in, but he was still a fan of those guys that he was paying the salary to, and mm-hmm. he didn't know not to stay out the way. Jerry Jones, I believe, know not to stay out the way, but he wants to be the president, the GM, and the owner, and be he interviewed more than. 
his starting quarterback, he oh, just you as see much. see him walking around yeah, with his entourage. Just as much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he interviews just as much as his starting quarterback and his head coach. He has a head coach there for a reason because he could tell Jason Garrett what to do. And he interviews after the game when he should be keeping his mouth shut. Uh, and say what you want about Al Davis, but Al Davis knew football. And his players loved him. He was on the field at all times. We talked about this in, in, his, in his gray sweatsuit or his jumpsuit, whatever the mesh stuff was. But he knew football. He wasn't Al just a Davis fan. If Davis was alive today, that coach would be fired right now. Yeah, but and because he doesn't. Yes, because he I, would I, don't know right. football. Yeah, well, yeah, because people don't. I mean, it's about it, it's about putting people in place, and yeah, that's, that's and letting them close. do their yeah, thing. Damn. Yeah. Well, look, we, we'll take a break. We uh, we'll get more into this because there's some coaches. We still got about three more coaches, two more coaches. Frazier, <laughs> uh, Leslie Frazier, uh, one another one of those guys is fired. Um, talk about a little bit about the referees and their bonehead decision. Officiating committee, whatever. Kwame Lodge Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Debra Debris. We'll be right back. We're down and dirty also. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the voice america sports channel the talk doesn't get any hotter want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite voice america talk radio network host how about what's new with our network make sure you check out the iRadio blog a look at what's hot at voice america and beyond visit www.iradioblog.com today get the inside scoop on every channel on our network including breaking news featured guests blog posts from our hosts and much more make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected now some of you might still be in that place trying to get out, just follow me. I'll get you You can try and read my lyrics. Welcome to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris in the studio as we speak. Kwame will be back in just a second. We've been talking about the fired head coaches on Black Monday. Black Monday. Um, <laughs> and um, we went through Jim Schwartz, went through Chazinski. Uh, we'll talk Shiano a little bit. I do want to quickly talk about Leslie Frazier. We talked about him a little bit yesterday, but um, Adrian Peterson allowed him to keep his job for as long as he did, um, making, it through, making it to the playoffs last year directly on the shoulders of Adrian Peterson, carrying 21 other guys on his shoulders the whole year. Um, I, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. The GM came out today and said, with regards to quarterbacks, that he hasn't gotten it right yet, 
And as of now, he has three quarterbacks on his roster, um, Josh Freeman, Matt Castle, and Christian Ponder. Um, so I don't know how that makes them feel. I don't know if you really need to say that out loud to the media. Um, Matt Castle played pretty well towards the end of last year. It wasn't enough to oh. keep his job, uh, for Leslie Frazier to keep his job, because they finished dead last in their division. Um, but with an NFL season that yielded only 13 teams over 500 out of 32, I thought maybe coaches would get a little bit of leeway this year because the NFL, obviously, this is probably, I don't know, Kwame or Deborah, you agree with this, but this is one of the best NFL seasons in a, in a long time, you know, top I, to bottom. I, I think, uh, you remember when they had the deadline, when they had to do the free agency? I thought football should have been done that way. Uh, it was probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. They was hoping, it was the lockout year, and everybody had a mad rush to, to get a certain players, and it was two weeks to do it. Right. I, oh, I thought yeah. that was perfect. And, I, and It was a scramble. It was a scramble, yeah. and I think – that right now, that when that happened, right now we see a lot of parity in the league with guys. You can't get this guy. You don't have time to finesse this guy over here and get him from this team. Uh, but I thought that was exciting football to me, especially yeah. if you're a fantasy guy. You got to make a decision and go right away. Yeah, right away and go. Yeah. So you have well, you had I think like four or five. But this um, was a eight, good eight year. teams. This was I this mean was top to bottom year. teams beat teams they shouldn't have. And then, like, the NFC East and the NFC North, they were just, it was an incestuous league. They all beat each other, so obviously their record, I'm still all their records were uh, lowered because of it. The NFC West is obviously the toughest division in the NFL. AFC West? NFC West. Oh, okay. And you're going to get, and you're going to get even tougher because St. Louis has 46 draft picks from Washington next year. St. Louis so, will be a better team. And I'm, gonna, not, I'm not saying that because uh, Sam Bradford is coming back. That quarterback they had this year. Kellen Clemens held his own. He's been around. Held yeah. his own. Well, but, but they have Zach Stacy. Tavon Austin will be fine. They have a bunch of different receivers. They need to pick one to be the star. Chris Givens, Austin Pettis, um, Jared Cooks looks. Jared Cooks is a serviceable tight end. I never seen Warren Moon pick one when they had those five receivers when they was when they was balling. Yeah, I'm going but back none of, yeah, but none of these guys are good. These are all C plus receivers. You can make a C plus C. <laughs> I can make pawns, kings, and queens. God, words you, to live by. I, I can make You're like pawns, king Midas. Kings, queens. You gotta, you know, You've not if, seen if it his wand? Now you tell me. I think the I think the uh, NFC West was one of the toughest. Well, we have three ten win teams, right? Because uh, I'm, I'm still sick about my Cardinals ten and six, which I predicted, and I hope I was wrong. It should have been eleven and five, but they still wouldn't have got in the playoffs. They ten and six, right, yeah. I, and, I, and I said. If I was ten and six, I would have been in the playoffs four or five years in my eight, eight years. They had Arizona. really quality wins, and that's and that's what you got to think. I mean, they had Seattle, Carolina. They got beat down by New the Orleans. Thing, the thing about that now, they were ten and six. The momentum is going, but everything's going to be different next right. year. Well, well, Carson Palmer change. Carson right. Palmer was a Pro Bowler the second half of the year, which which is going to get overlooked because of his awful start Speaking and all of, the oh, turnovers. Looking a Pro Bowler, Carlos Dansby. Being oh yeah, that, that's not great. Grand that's larceny. not great. Yeah. That's grand larceny. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, but you and know he's not even a second. He's not even uh, no. yeah alternate. Yeah, an alternate. Yeah, Pro Bowl's a joke, really. It's it's about yeah. how many names you get there. How many friends look, you it have? It would look great exactly. on his resume. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he deserved it. <laughs> Don't get mm-hmm. call me started on that. Pro Bowl's a joke. We're gonna man. go over an hour. I should have been. The We're four. gonna go over an I hour. Went to four Pro Bowls. I know you should have. <laughs> it's about who your friends are. Yeah, uh, parents well, just show up and let the kids. Yeah, but didn't kids you play. didn't you decline to be an alternate once? Yeah, yeah. So you didn't go to Hawaii because you were. I don't want to be an alternate. It, it, I was the best. It was in the a yes league. or no. I was the best it, it, it was a yes or no. It was a yes it or no. It wasn't a yes or no. You must. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Were you? I was the best in the world. Let and I say the world because only football is you know was here in the United here. States. But yeah. no, uh, yeah, I declined. I'm like, I'm not going up there. What'd you have? Yeah, nine awesome. that year? Yeah, an eight or nine? Who was counting? I don't know. <laughs> one year I had eight. One year I had you nine. were counting. One year I, I wasn't counting at all. 
You had those little tomahawk things from Florida State on your helmet. It would have been nice. (laughs) It would have been nice, but no. Um, Anyway, I I agree. I agree this year. I agree this year. It's been uh, fun. It was was fun watching it. Now I want to get into some other stuff. And I know the playoffs are going to be just as exciting because we talked about the path of playoffs yesterday. Um, I think Philadelphia has a good path. Green Bay. Poor San Francisco. Yeah, they have to yeah. go to Green Bay. But that's what we talked about the conference yeah, and how things. Yeah, exactly. You have to go to Green Bay, yeah. but they destroyed Green Bay in before. in the seventy five degree weather in September. I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now things could be different. You're getting Aaron Rodgers back. Who was, well, it's yeah. Green Bay crowd too. And I'm not saying you're getting him back because he was he was there when they got destroyed too. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I still like the defense of uh, San Francisco against the offense of Green Bay. What Packers. about New Orleans going to Philly? They're gonna beat New Orleans up. Do you think mm-hmm. so? They're gonna and, but, but this is the time where Drew Brees. This Drew Brees the, will have to screen. They will have to run screen plays all day. Well, I mean, and th- I think that Darren Sproles has been overlooked the whole year. This is his game to I get agree. to get twelve receptions, hundred yards, and two touchdowns. When this I is look his at the game. X factor, is Darren Sproles? Yeah, and they need and, and they, they have to pound lose. the ball. I mean, this is the Eagles' defense isn't good. It hasn't been good all year. It's gotten better, but it, it, but it's not good. If Drew Brees wants to be looked at as one of the best ever. He's got to make a run on the road this year because obviously on the road they did nothing this year. Yeah, they lost to bad teams on the road this year. Okay, so that's that's San Fran beating Green Bay in Green Bay in in 30, 20 degree weather. That's Philadelphia beating winning at home New Orleans. So you got um Indy in Kansas City. You got Kansas City losing in Indy. That's a pick. That's a pick them. That's a pick I mean, them right yeah. there. Yeah, we'll see if Jamal Charles can run rampant or not. Because that, that's their key to success. Yeah. If, if you can stop him, it's, it's easy. Andrew Luck will have to control that game. like a pay, He has going to be in his Peyton Manning spirit. He has yeah, a home a, playoff and, game. And this work. is where you show your stripes as yeah, your second-year right. quarterback. Yeah. Russell Wilson this did it last year. calm and confident and plays. Yeah. Who, who else? Who's the last Chargers, one? Bengals. Bengals beat them in up. In Cincinnati. Beat them up. You know what? Denver better hope they do. What, they don't want to play the Chargers no. Oh, Because Chargers always have their number. Yeah. That's true. Chargers have Peyton Manning's number. Because Indy, right, right, right. Indy would always get a bye. The Chargers would have to play the first week, and then they'd beat Indy. Yeah, oh, remember, you remember Darren Sproles going oh, in, the, in overtime? Woo! All right, let's, let's, let's take a, a new direction. A, a different, not a new direction, a different direction. Uh, let's get down and dirty <laughs> with Deborah. Let's not talk new direction. New direction. 2014, baby. <laughs> is it New Direction a boy band? It is. That's what I say. Let's oh, not do that. No, yeah. One Direction. One Direction. One direction. Yeah. Oh, that's new Direction. How, that's how uh, famous they are. We don't even know their name. New yeah. Edition. Yeah. It's almost a One Direction. So we're going to talk about Up Yours. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, uh-huh, One Direction. Oh, yeah. One Direction. One Direction. Up Yours, big time. Looking at, you know, 2000. 2013, we're about to end it, baby. So we've got, you know, knots in the stomach, you know, pits, pit in the stomach. We got throwing up from New Year's and, and everything going on, wondering what's 2014 going to be like. It's a time when we go into reflection, resolution, revitalization, and again, up yours. You know, what are you going to do to up your game this year? Because right now, when I look at what happened in 2000, um, uh, 2013, you've got to make a decision. You know, what was it like for you? Where were you playing average? Where were you playing below average? Uh, and look back at your year and say, you know, whether that's at work or at home or with your family, whatever that might be, where were you playing below average? Because right now, you have an opportunity to make 2014 your best year ever. To be able to look back at 2015 about this time next year going into 2015 and say, what did I do right? How did I do it right? And, you know, what am I going to be able to celebrate? Some of the things that I look at is what happens, and I see it with players, I see it with people in business and, you know, parents, whoever, it doesn't matter. You look at it and you say, 
All right. So if I had a crappy year last year, you know, if 2013 was just a ho-hum year and I wasn't that great, then what are you going to do about it? Um, you can set goals, and I guarantee you, you set a goal tonight, tomorrow, by the end of January, you're not going to be doing it anyway, you know, because it's really not about the goals. Goals are really easy. Goals are super easy to set. You can Google it and know how to make a goal. The problem is the execution of the goal, and that's where everybody starts to fail. The other thing I see is if you've had a really great year, I mean, you've really just banged it out, whether, again, in sports, in business, in your family, what are you going to do to make next year better? Because now what happens is there's a level of expectations. When you reach a certain level where you're being excellent at what you do, then what are you going to do to up that level? How are you going to up your game? Because the expectations are now you need to be able to do that and more. Part of what can come in is a lackadaisical attitude that whenever you're doing really well, that you start to back off and back down. You just kind of start blending in. And now amongst your peers, you become average again. The other thing that can happen, <laughs> Kwame's just chomping at the well, bits here. Oak, I want to get into this. <laughs> the other thing that can happen is that elitist attitude is like, look to who the heck I am. I'm going to say a few other words, but we're on the radio. Um, <laughs> as you look at it and you say, man, wasn't I cool? You know, look what I did. And have that elitist attitude. Now the opportunity for you to, to, to stay in average amongst your peers and amongst what you did last year becomes even greater. So the question here is on a moment-to-moment basis, how are you going to make a choice to up yours in 2014? Now, Kwame, go. Well, I had so much to say. <laughs> you took so long. I, was, I, had a, I, was, I should have just been writing it down. There you oh, go. Okay. You know, short-term right, right, right. memory is not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Up yours. Call me. I got new music again. <laughs> <laughs> and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> My up yours is going to be it's up yours. It's going to be the same two, it's gonna be the same two syllables. But it's going to be my 2014, really. And you say, what, one of the things you said is, uh, uh, it's not what you make. Shut up, Alex. Yeah, well, um, I'm not. Well, read that again. Let me see the notes. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know what point you're make, referring I'm, to. Well, I'm going to make 2014 what I want it to be instead of, because normally I take things as it come and I, mm. and I deal with it. Um, and I, I was always fine with that. But I, I think I should be. I think I should be like a Donald Trump this year, 2014. I'm what does to, that mean? That means... Get a bad toupee? Yeah. <laughs> up yours attitude, F you attitude, mm-hmm. um, that type of attitude. That's my attitude. I'm, I'm going to stop. I, you know what? Let me be contradicting to myself when I say I sh- I'm not going to care so much, but it's impossible for me to do really it is. It's impossible for me not to care so much. I think I'm going to take care of Kwame first, and then and anybody around me can eat off that. Well, and here's the thing, and I would 100% agree with that. In fact, in my book, Averages and Addiction from Mediocre to Millions, thanks for the lead-in, um, <laughs> I have an entire chapter that's talked about self-identity and talking about taking care of yourself first. Because until you can really be exactly who you are at your very best, you don't have to run over every p- other people. You don't have to downgrade yeah, other I people. I do that. So the, yeah, so the caring part I get because you are a caring person, but – if you don't take care of and care about yourself first, you really can't care about other people because yeah. there's, there's always going to be an animosity Here's about trying to take care of others when you haven't really taken care of yourself. Here's my thing, uh, gift and curse, if you will, so we know what we're talking about. As I try to do for people before I do for myself, I, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 
I make sure like if I got fifty dollars, we got fifty dollars. Right. If if I got a dollar, we got a dollar. Right. Um but this year's it's gonna be no, uh, let me turn this fifty dollars into a hundred dollars. Now we both got a hundred dollars because of most people. Well, they, you've got a hundred dollars like, that you can make a choice on. What, what do you want to do with it? Yeah. What's going to? Because everything we talked about. And not just so this. much money, just everything, every adventure exactly. uh, I, I get into. I'm yeah. not getting into a lot of stuff. Um, and now, if, if I didn't have any marketability, then. I wouldn't get so many emails, so many calls. Uh, so now you're not going to be able to come up to me and um, say, can we shoot this video and do this? I'm like, how much are we making off this video? It's not well, what you're making off this and video. And here's the thing that I would look at for you is what's your plan? What's your plan for 2014? How are you going to take Kwame, the marketable Kwame that you are, and your personality, everything that goes with it, Deborah, and build a plan? I've offered this for question. two freaking years now, and Deborah, I've yet to get the call. Don't me on my show. Right? I, I said freaking. <laughs> the same thing. No. <laughs> I, I hear you, and and here's here's what I'm here's the here's the coup de gras. I got to get the right people around that? me. Yeah. I, no, I can't. Yeah, spell that's that. true. The, I got to have the right people true. around me, and it's gonna be it's gonna be crucial. It's gonna be there's, mob like There's friends and there's business. I don't. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be yeah yeah yeah. Those are two different categories. And on a, on an easier note. I'm going to play more golf. I'm up my golf game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do have to have the right people around me, uh, and that's going to that's gonna change drastically. That's going to change like an instant. You're going to see it. My whole attitude going to be changed. I'm going to look the same, but my conversation not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's not about anybody else anymore. Um, so that's just what it is. The people around me, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have fun. Um, if you're the same person in six months in 2014 that I saw mm-hmm. in 2013, yeah, I'm gonna probably cuss you out, mm-hmm. and I'm changing. Look, man, we we not we not making money together. What? Why? Why are we around each other? Right. That's just because yeah. I'm glad the down and dirty was what it was today. Because yeah. um, I was, you know, I've been thinking that going into the new year, and one one of the things you said mm-hmm. when I when I go into the gym tomorrow, because I'm gonna be one of those people who say I'm going into the gym. Mm-hmm. I want to see how many people gonna be in that gym because I know I probably will be uh, in six months or three months. Right. Because of the goals and dreams. People think goals and dreams are the same thing, but they write down goals and never stick to them. But it sounded good. Goals are the steps. The dream is the, the vision of where you're but headed. But they make a lot of excuses. But it's here's good. the thing. I know I sent um, with one of my um, NFL clients. Well, uh, you can go now. Go to work. The, the client gift and stuff. <laughs> I included my book. He received it, I think, the day before Christmas he got the package. I'm guessing he opened it Christmas Day because the day after Christmas I got a text message said this book is going to change my life. Mm. Because it's an in-your-face, upfront, no excuses, go at it type of book, um, Which and book? it's based on the whole up yours type of attitude. Yeah, up yours or f you. It's um, same thing to me. Well, up your game. Uh, well, or f you. Well, you know what? Because it's predicated <laughs> on me. Really, that's true. I need to up my game. Yeah. If I don't up my game, then I'm then I choose to be where I am. That's right. Uh, yeah. If I don't up it, it my is game, a choice. Yeah. If I don't yeah. up my game, I choose to be where I am. And it's and, a moment to moment choice. Because I don't want to have this conversation at the end next year this time. Yeah. At the end of the next year. All right. That was down and dirty. Give me the websites again. I can oh you know what? I'm really gonna go heavy on Twitter too. Oh. Not heavy. I'm gonna go He ain't heavy. Uh, a little heavier. Not I'm not gonna Overload. <laughs> I did some Twitter in this morning. So that's uh, at Kwame Lasseter, at Clancy Corner, uh, at Deborah Debris. Okay, I'm good. And up yours. And up yours. Up yours. In a good way. Up yours not, yeah, you know what I was going to say? Up yours is not a bad thing. It's, it's not it's, at it's, all. It's, it's play on words. It's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge. Up yours. I'm going to up my game. Are you going to up yours? Mm. 
Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's all on me. All mm-hmm. on me now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some uh, more sports. That was good. Down and dirty with Deborah. Um, Alex, now you can talk. We'll be back into some <laughs> things you might know a little sports. Now, I watched a little bit of the uh, the Suns and the Clippers game, and that mm-hmm. just from the start of that game, the Phoenix Suns came out playing. looked totally different. You know why you got a uh, perception or image that you think the Clippers are better than the Suns? When when the Suns started, when that tip-off started, they went on a run. I think it was a mm-hmm. 6-0 run. They went on a run, and I'm like, hmm, let me watch a little bit more of this game. Sons blew them guys away. Got my interest now. Yeah, huh? They got my interest. Yeah. So, so we got to get, we got to, you know, hometown team, Phoenix Suns, uh, whether you root for them or not, they, we are live. We are here in Arizona. Um, Jeff Hornacek has those guys playing well. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like, what, what are one of the teams we talked about? Um, when you get, when you got a coach and you buy into the city, yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. You got a new coach, you buy into his system. Uh, there's really was, no there's really no superstars over there. Right. There was a little roughness in the beginning on both, mm-hmm. you know, both teams. And now they've they're starting to get it figured out, now they're starting to play well, both <coughs> teams. Um and it's gelling. Going back to uh, going away from the Suns for just a moment, but to the Cardinals, you know, looking at the fact that the team is a non selfish team. They're playing together as a team and you're starting to see that happening with the Suns as well. Well that's good. Let's see what the Diamondbacks do. Could the NFL take away pain in single single uh Yardage record with that lateral pass, yeah. Well, they, I don't, you know what? You should have caught it then. That's right. Because the call is the was, call. Well, then the, the Pittsburgh should be. Well, a lot of calls we made. Um, it was a call in the Navy Memphis Tennessee game that Alex and I briefly talked about yesterday. It was a call made. The guy got ejected for a clean hit. A clean hit. Right. He got ejected. So if you can make those calls about taking his record away, and they stand, and they yeah. Then he should then review the film and say that was a clean hit. Yeah, That's what I mean, it's but, for. but the slippery slope is then you go over all of Jabriz's plays from from last year then to see if he broke the do. record, see if he broke the record well, too. That's the case study. Drew Brees is now the case study of what Peyton Man is doing now. So you don't go back to his records. You go back from that's the start. Drew Brees is the start. So now you find out. Put it this well, way, which is crazy. He would have he would have got it on the next play. It doesn't right. matter. It's seven yards. It's not like it's a full game. He would have got yardage. it. On the, yeah, he would have got it on the next play, but he didn't play the next play. He was right. no longer in the game. They pulled them to get ready for the game or whatever. So it's nonsense. When I ask the question, it's really nonsense because why would you go? Who does that? Who said? Well, this play in, in that time was a, a lateral play. The same thing with the uh, the Houston intern coach, uh, Wade Phillips, said. Well, one of these touchdowns wasn't a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. In, in the game. Well, you can also you can also say that uh, it's just seven or eight yards. Look at what Adrian Peterson did. He what was he eleven yards away, nine yards away last year? Mm. I'm sure there were I'm sure there were nine plays where he got one more yard or one less yard than they said he did. And it's matter so, where they marked the ball, right. where they spot yeah. the ball. So it's it's all part of the game. That's yeah. why I don't take it away. I don't Peyton Manning means to show up next year and just do it again. Yeah, and, and, and then the with that same over. team, he probably could. And mm-hmm. I think West Worker was. Uh, they didn't have any game that they really need West Worker. I think he set out three weeks for the playoffs to yeah. get ready for the playoffs. But I mean, I think I think he would have thrown less less yardage if West Walker played the whole year because he wouldn't have had to throw the ball down the field so much. I think well, Wes Walker, I mean, they'd be more methodical. Like he, no, no, he, he threw was, the ball down the field so much this year. Uh, he, Wes got some deep balls down the middle, too. Well, yeah, like but, it was, but it was Eric Decker. Eric Decker yeah. is the Demarius exact Thomas. middle of Demarius Thomas and Wes Walker because mm-hmm. he's, he's the middle ground. 
And um, yeah, he's he had a career this did year. Did you see ASU stink up the place? <laughs> why, why were they in a? Bowl why game? did they show up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but who cares? But, but really, who cares? Yeah, it, what it, you mean? I but don't, it does. Who cares? Well, who cares? these guys about what? These guys are looking at going into the NFL. You better damn care. And I'm Otherwise, why? Next year and recruiting that too. Nobody recruiting. on that team besides Will Sutton is going to the NFL this year. How do you know that? You could have said that about me and the University of Kansas. I could have, yeah. Yeah, but how do you know that? That's what I'm asking. Mm. I mean, with... And if you're going to play a sport, play the sport. You play it to the very end. It, the Cardinals could have quit partway through the game. We talked about this off the air. We could have quit they partway were, through the game. Yeah, but no, they didn't. They played every that, single play until game. the end you of the game. game. That's that what was you a do. Game, um, well, probably guys. because nobody knew what the score of the New Orleans Saints game was. Yes, they in that did. Locker at room. Oh. In that locker room, they knew. You think they knew? Yes. You think the coach would tell them what the score of the game was? No, no. Alex, when you hit the stadium, the scores come around. I understand. I know. I get it. Yeah. They see those scores. They can read. They, most of them can read. If, I, if you were Coach Arians, you'd say don't. You don't have to tell that team that. They already, they're already bought into playing hard and aggressive. Yeah, it doesn't but, matter what the yeah, score Yeah, you don't was. have to tell those guys not to do that. Uh, but they, but when, you talk, when you looked at what ASU, I, I thought ASU would wipe them up by 14 points. Yeah, they were, 14 and a half was the spread. Was it? Yeah. Okay, well, after, well They didn't I, even show up. They didn't even show up. It's not about uh, a bowl game to have fun. Those, bowls, those things are implemented. That implication of, of going to a bowl game is fun. Here's your reward for 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 yeah, a great to the season. school to the school, not the players. Yeah, but if I'm a what? if I'm a scout, that's a, that's a reward for players. If you win six games, you get into a bowl game. Doesn't who cares? You talking about Notre Dame? You talking about now? You talking this like Notre Dame Rutgers? I think had six games, six 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 and six, mm-hmm. and they playing in some pinstripe bowl. I remember a year. I think we were on the air. Uh, I I was on the air, but they were. Notre Dame was six and five or five and six, and went to a bowl game because their fans traveled. That money travels. Yeah, that was my I'm first. Talking, that was my first year on here. Okay, so it was over about three years ago. So that so no, the bowl game is for the players and the school. Why would you want to not reward these guys? I remember the coach asked us where we want to go when we was going to the bowl game. We had options, so we all said let's go to Hawaii and mm-hmm. played in the against BYU, and then UCLA. We had option. It is a reward. Why would the coach ask us? But then you got recruits saying. Uh, well, this team wins. I get a chance to play in a bowl game. Everyone is not five star. You got five, right. four, and that's the thing. If I'm a player on the team, it's yes, it's about the win for the school, but it's more about me as a player. Back to the up yours type of idea. I need to show up. I need to play my absolute best because I never know who's in the stadium, who's on TV, who's watching me for this year, next year, or the year after. Yeah, I want to know that I'm at my best. But this is this is the last game of the. If, if you haven't gotten that you down saying, by now, you saying this game did not matter. I'm saying I'm saying correct because if they blew them up by fifty points, it's Texas Tech. If they lose, it's a bowl game that nobody cares about. It was a lose lose. And this is the problem with NCAA football right now. This is why the playoff thing is going to be so good. The NCAA is a problem. But I, I how many bowl games have you watched besides the ASU game? If, if if even that, how many bowl games honestly have you watched up to this point? I don't care about college. I watched anymore. one. I've watched Rutgers. zero on purpose because it doesn't freaking matter. These games don't matter at all. The bowl game I will for, watch is Michigan State and Stanford and the Rose Bowl yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll watch Johnny Manziel tonight. That's it. It don't matter. What, how that game mattered in ASU didn't matter. You, you live in Arizona. Well, this is what kills me about you, about people. I, oh, no. I, I glanced, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I glanced, too. It I did the same thing. I glanced, too. Their season but, was over. Their season was over when they got beat like hard our, by Stanford. Like our radio show is over um, for this year. Uh, you guys have a safe New Year's. Uh, thanks this entire year for Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris for making the show what it is. We had a good time. We come back, and hopefully... 
Hopefully we have the right and Kevin, thanks for everything. Uh, for, Absolutely, Kevin. Um, D shout out, give him a little D, oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, D, D, D <laughs> shout out. I'll give you a little one, D. You're getting fired on your day off. He's probably doing some photography. <laughs> <right now. laughs> but you know, uh, thanks for the, you know joining the show, watching the show, going back to the archives. Hopefully we will have something different for you. Uh, going into the next year, not right away, but we're moving forward towards some new things. Kwamalasa Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Deb Debris. We'll see you guys next year. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.